Good evening, everyone. It is 6.01 p.m., and you're listening to WSCALP 106.1 FM, Portsmouth Community Radio, streaming online at www.wscafm.org. As I said, it's just a little past six. My name is John Nash, and I hope you enjoyed the long holiday weekend. It is the end of May, the last Tuesday of the month. If you're a regular listener of WSCA on Tuesday nights, you know what that means. It's time once again for True Tales Radio. As usual, the True Tales Radio team is gathered here at the studio, making last-minute preparations for the storytelling soon to take place on Soundstage 909. Our all-volunteer crew includes Amy Antonucci, the True Tales Radio announcer, Pat Spaulding, who will be your MC for this evening, Steve Koval, our archive photographer, John Lovering, the producer, and yours truly, the technical assistant and interviewer. Tonight's True Tales Radio is a unique one. It's the second part of the two-story collaboration between the group's Long Story Short of the 3S Art Space on 319 Vaughan Street in Portsmouth and our own WSEA True Tales Radio. On May 19th, storytellers from True Tales Radio appeared on stage at 3S Art Space in the first part of this collaborative effort. Each group is represented this evening by three storytellers. Long Story Short is an ongoing storytelling series featuring a wide variety of people from around the seacoast. Held at 7 p.m. on the third Wednesday of the month, every other month, their program includes six storytellers and one person selected from the audience to tell a story on the spot based on that night's theme. More information about Long Story Short is available on their Facebook page, https colon backslash backslash www.facebook.com forward slash LSSAT3S. Tonight, WSCA welcomes Long Story Short series producer Beth Lamontaine Hall and the three storytellers from Long Story Short to our Soundstage 909. The Long Story Short storytellers are Dagan McGurdich, Christy Martino, and Mark Michael Adams. Our two tales radio storytellers for this evening are John Tilly, Amy Antonucci, and Craig Worth. And we'd like to remind you that if you're in the Portsmouth area, we do have a live studio audience for our show. So if you can make it over to 909 Islington Street in the next 25 minutes or so, we'd love to have you come experience in person the tale told by these wonderful storytellers. Storytelling gets underway at 6.35 p.m. Before then, I will once again have the privilege of hosting two guests in our interview segment. Usually, we invite two of the evening storytellers to be our interview guests to let you, our listeners, get a glimpse of the story behind the storyteller. Since tonight is a special edition of True Tales Radio, we have special guests for our interview segment. Joining me here in Studio A will be True Tales Radio MC Pat Spaulding and Jan Hansen. Pat and Jan, besides being two very interesting and two very entertaining people, are two of the underwriters of True Tales Radio, and tonight we get to hear what it is about storytelling that has led them to underwrite our show. Pat and Jan are getting settled in here. And yes, you can wear the headphones if you want or not. It's all your preference. I don't know what my preference is. It'll be totally experimental. But that's it. That's this. That's our interviews are free form. It's just an opportunity to get to know everybody. And as we said, Pat and Jan are both underwriters of True Tales Radio. And we thought it would be interesting tonight to hear from the folks that... Um, give more than just moral support to the show. And I think we'd like to start out by each of you can give us your elevator speech, thumbnail sketch of um, who you are. Pat? Okay. Well, let's see. I am a storyteller. I was a puppeteer. I earned my living as a puppeteer. Elevator speech. I'm supposed to be short. Oh, well. 
Um, oh, it can be, you know, we've got 25 yeah, minutes. Like, this in- is like a, an elevator that's going to go to the top floor of the of one of those tall buildings in New York. Empire State Building, maybe. Uh, so I stopped being a puppeteer after about 30 years because it was just too hard. And I get sick of puppets. But I really loved the storytelling aspect because that's what drew me into puppetry in the first place was that uh, it was a means to tell a good story, find good stories, communicate with with kids primarily and families about stories. But alongside that, I've always done first-person experience stories from my own darn experience. So I had a minor following with um, adult tales. And then I've been in a writer's group and I've done a lot of writing of, uh, you know, crafting stories from my life. At a certain point a couple years ago, and it happened to be 2013, I got sick of digging into my own personal past. I decided this has got to be more interesting things to talk about than myself. And so I dropped out of my writer's group because I wasn't a novelist and I didn't know what else to write about. And I just started figuring, okay, I'm going to try to listen to what other people have to say. And coincidentally, I was looking at um, at the web, you know, one of the tidings came through that uh, in January of 2014, requesting anyone who's interested in storytelling to show up for a new program on WSCA, True Tales Radio, contact John Levering. I just coincidentally saw that, and it was like, whoa, this sounds interesting. So I signed up to tell a story, really liked it, and basically after that first show I said, how can I have a piece of this action? What can I do? Because um, I'm interested in the whole thing. And John and Amy, who were working on it together, said, well, we might be able to use an MC, which, because I think John was doing that. He was doing a few roles, and Amy was the announcer, and that was perfect for me. So I guess that's the elevator sh- speech of my evolution from of my career in puppetry to my position as volunteer at WSCA True Tales Radio. Jan? Sure. Anyway, uh, to uh, this I owe part of my enthusiasm and leading into this from Pat herself. Pat and I sing in a group called uh, Contuity together and we were talking, Pat had already started to experience things here, and she said, you know, you should come over and see and participate in one of the shows. Uh, so um, I did that, and I think I was hooked from the very first very first uh, time. My background in this kind of thing is uh, uh, I've done singing with many groups. I've done, I think, 40 different plays and shows and things like that and uh there there's so many things that that are exciting and uh one person i think told me a long time ago that when you're up on stage or doing things like that and and this the true tales gives people that that opportunity but for every person on stage there's so many other people that would like to be on stage. And then I I segue that into uh, what we're looking at now for financial support, for uh, growth, for reaching out to more people, to make more people happy and and, uh, wanting to 
enjoying what's going out there, and then from that, get that little bit of an itch to start. And I think it, it, it's very, uh, it, it causes one, when one comes away from doing this, they uh, feel better about it, they meet new people, and uh, that becomes contagious and grows. So part of, of supporting this group for both Pat and I is to uh, <laughs> cause a type of very good infection in the community to have people uh, join us by listening, by participating, by supporting. Uh, th- there's always a um, something very positive back to each individual that does it. It's a warm fuzzy for an old phrase uh, but that's kind of where I'm at and why I believe and support and there's all kinds of good things that we can talk about and enumerate now how about infectious happiness infectious <laughs> that's happiness. what I got right. that's my little phrase that I got from you Jim. IH okay we can put up signs that say <laughs> IH here yeah, it can be a slogan, especially for our underwriting campaign. <laughs> Infectious <Yeah>. happiness. <laughs> there we go. There we go. You put your name on the bottom of it. Um, there, there's part of the the causing the infection here or drawing. I made a whole list while thinking about this today, and um, uh, one of the things that that got me right from the very very first show I came to was the. Um, I was able to identify with male, female, what have you, uh, storytellers with things that they'd happened in their past. And every so often, and it happens, it's happened every night that I've, I've been here for one of these uh, performances, and that is to say, wow, something like that happened to me 10, 20, 50 years ago, what have you. So there is this infectious happiness, infectious uh uh, creativity, uh, enthrallment, you well, know. Yes, um, when a person tells a first-person experience story, it is from their own experience, but it's not exclusively about them because it, in order for it to be interesting to an audience, it's got to hit a universal chord. There's got to be something that an audience member recognizes in their own life and said, oh, yeah, I've been there, I've done that, I've felt that way. So even though the teller is telling very specifically and Really, the best stories do <laughs> tell specific details about an event and the people involved. Uh, you don't want to be too general. But uh, if if it's told from the heart, and then it's going to get a response from an audience member because we know we're all human beings. We've had similar experiences. And if we haven't, our imaginations can go there. So we would empathize. And that's kind of what all this storytelling is about. Right. It's about making connections because I was thinking about it. Some people exchange phone numbers. Some people exchange pictures. But people that enjoy storytelling exchange stories. That's how you connect. In person is kind of nice. Radio, at least you get the good, you know, get a person's voice. It's an upgrade on texting Mm -hmm. (laughs) and email. Yeah. As a, a partial a commercial here, too, when I first became involved in this and speaking uh, with, with John, he, he told me on a very lengthy phone conversation about all of the positives that are available through radio and, and through these various facets. And 
what it has grown to in in this in this couple of years now we've had two nights where we did uh shows this last time a mystery and an hour miss brooks um to play and uh taken away i think the hour miss brooks was 1955 and i remember all of this i have to admit that when i was out starting to talk more to people come see this show and this one's great and we're going to have another one i think in july and so on and i said you remember our miss brooks don't you and most of them said huh or no so it covers uh that segued for me into uh it, it's a way that a lot of people at home that maybe can't get out or can't afford various things gets to relive when they were young things like that so it hit me as, as such a positive thing that i'd never thought about the audio theater you're talking about yes yeah the audio theater and and uh, but it is uh, it is sprung from the success of true tales i believe in, in partial and and that's a positive reason that i think i can speak for me but i and i think pat's something or similar is that's why we donate to do this is to keep the growth going portsmouth is a very growing area now there's so many positive things part of that brings on more entertainment people or more people that are comfortable on stage or before a microphone and that makes hundreds or hopefully thousands of people in the general area yeah let's go feel thousands Woo-hoo. yeah yeah it, there we go and i know that last week we were talking to some of the cast members and i interviewed two of them uh during the intermission and basically they both said they got into acting um because they like telling stories. Mm -hmm. So I was giving the True Tales radio plug, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just, it was amazing that it's sort of the kind of the, the crossover that we're starting to see on some of the performers on the different shows. Well, when I started telling first person experience stories, it was back in uh, the early to mid 80s, and uh, nobody was doing that. The storytellers are, maybe they're doing it in New York City, but nobody was doing it around here. And storytellers were considered for kids, for family. That word still connotes uh, children, but not so much since it, the moth has popularized first-person storytelling for adults. And so that has really, really grown. Like in the music hall, when the moth comes, it's full house. It's been like that for the last two or three years. Um, everybody's doing it. So we're... We're listening, I think, because in part we have so much technology now that it's um, countering that dependence on communication without touch, feel, see, you know, without real connection. There's a, a need in uh, the society for, for connection, human connection. Right. Yes. Yeah, so much of people's days today, it's like, it's, as you said, it's texting, it's emailing, it's conference calls. It's nice to hear stories. It's nice to actually connect with human beings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to expand upon that, is something happened to me today that, that I thought about this as far as connecting with, with people and so many changes have gone on. I took a person to a hospital in Dover tonight, or this afternoon rather, for for an operation and so on. But I'm sitting in the waiting room, uh, and there are 
five other people besides me sitting at chairs around close by and every one of them was on a cell phone and you know it it the the communication with each other uh, i don't know and a couple of us looked at each other and just started laughing at what was happening in the area and i think that's the true tales brings back brings back a, a different time but but so many of us are in the different time and at the same time allows people to tell their story, which is the really the base for so much of this going on. And uh, what I was thinking about tonight, why I thought about another word, and that is, is compassion. Besides remembering things that, uh, that other people do or, or remembering ourselves and what other things are coming out, it, it also allows us to feel not for just the storyteller, but for other people that we know in the community and things like that, that, that oh, you're not alone. So, uh, again, back to Pat's infectious happiness here. I, I think that's a, such a plus for True Tales. It, it, it makes it easier for other people. It, makes people or it allows people to listen and learn. And somewhere out there, there's some good storytellers that haven't quite... They, they need to be nudged over the edge to come in and do stories. Well, also on that topic, uh, we, Amy and, and I, have been conducting workshops on the first Tuesday of every month, and we uh, invite anybody from the community to show up to work on this, the crafting of a story because there is a craft to it. You know, a good story does, there are certain things that you need. You're starting in the action is one of them. You need a, a solid beginning that grabs the audience you need to make the arc you know something's got to happen the audience has to care about what's going on with the per person and then you need an ending <laughs> you need to decide where you're taking this audience and how you're going to end the story so it, usually it relates somewhat back to the beginning there has to be a change in order for a story to be successful there has to be a certain amount of growth or understanding. Something's got to change from the beginning to the end. And um, it can be crafted in a myriad of different ways, and people have all different kinds of styles, but it's very helpful to come to a workshop and just try out either part. Usually you can't try out the whole story, but you, you uh, get a chance to stand up in front of the microphone and tell as much as usually five or six minutes allows. And then there's feedback. Everybody gets a chance to give a little feedback about what worked. And you build on what works. And if you come a few times on the same story, you can really hone it. Some people only need one shot, but it really is a good idea and it uh, to come before just stepping up to the microphone because you get a lot of the kinks out. You know, you know where you're going to be on stage. You can... Uh, feel how the microphone is close to your face. You can look at where the audience is going to sit. You feel how it is to actually speak to other people. Telling it to the walls isn't the same. And I know this from telling it to the walls a lot when I've crafted the stories in the past. I'm trying to craft stories more in the moment now, not depending on the written word, uh, which is hard because I'm a writer. But I believe in the value of um, orally <laughs> crafting your story. 
Yeah, and what would you say to, if a listener's out there going, ah, but nobody wants to hear my story, what would you say to that person that's listening? Come to a workshop, tell your story, improve it. (laughs) I mean, we're going to, you, everybody has a story. You have to have some sort of desire to communicate, and usually it's just shyness or um, insecurity, but if there's something that you really been kind of knocking on the door that wants to get out, by all means, give it a shot, you know. And it, we have a, a very comfortable environment, no risk environment at the workshops. It's a little bit riskier to just stand up on stage because you know that people are listening in a wider audience. That can be intimidating, but try a workshop first, and then you know, step up to the stage second. <laughs> And I think, Dak, several things have been said here, but one of the things that's so positive and, and with the new decorations or the add-on so that more and more people can come and, and participate in the shows, but there there is such a uh, – it's, again, back to my word, infectious. Sorry about that. But anyway, <laughs> to, to, to participate with the other people – in the audience, now we've talked about the people that are on the stage, and as Pat has said, you know, some are gradually getting braver and they finally take that first step. But I think there's a next step of people in the audience that, that gee, I could do that, you know. And then they start thinking about their own life and their own stories, uh, and, and it, it feeds itself. Another thing I think that we started about here, why are, are we supporters? And... I just happened to open my mailbox today, and, and I got to thinking about it that, you know, I think in in a, approximately a month, I get between 50 and 100 pieces of mail asking for money. Mm. And if you dig into it, you find out that most of these people, 90% of the money the, to the name doesn't literally go to the people. Uh, so all of a sudden, I thought, well, if I'm going to put money into something, what better than this that makes people happy, that allows people the uh, uh, a, a platform for them to tell their story and and put the pieces together? Because again, and we're, I'm repeating what Pat and I have said here, but when they do that, they get strength, and they have also strengthened other people to contribute or more to participate and then it 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 goes on and on from there right yeah and i'm thinking in the coming year um if infectious happiness isn't one of our themes (laughs) 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 oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) it'd be taken a lot of different ways it sure sure can Yeah, I think we've got one theme down for next year. <laughs> Jot it down, John. <laughs> uh, I'll make a mental note. Okay. Um, you know, we've still got a few minutes here. One of the things we like to ask um, some of the guests that sit in is, you've heard a lot of stories um, in your life. Um, is there a particular story that someone else has told that's made a particular impact on you um, that sticks with you? Oh, Lily Tomlin, when she told that, whatever that was about, I can't remember. Yeah, storyteller. I'm losing my words. But alive or the, the outer? What the heck was that? It was. It was a big show. <laughs> okay, Lily Tomlin. How's right, that? It was the Broadway Tomlin. show. Wasn't yeah, the it? Broadway yeah. show. Universe. Something in the universe. Help. Well, anyway, if you're listening at home, and you know what our number <laughs> here is. Yeah. <laughs> universe was in it. That was a word that. <laughs> but 
she pretty much dazzled me back in the early 80s. That was, a, it was, a, yeah, it was a big show, but it was, it consisted of stories of characters and, um, I, it just sparked my imagination, um, a lot. <laughs> also a positive just from the local, uh, physical right here in, in this building is, you know, everybody that comes through the door are greeted with smiles and everything is, is structured and postured so that you go away feeling good. Structured? I'm sorry? <laughs> just structured, that word. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and and by by that feeling good, it be it becomes uh, an infectious thing, infectious happiness. We're re- <laughs> being repetitious here, but anyway, also it uh, when people if they're on that fringe of coming, ask a neighbor, and and two people come rather than just a, a single, and then they can feed off of each other. So uh, it 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 draws. It's good. a wonderful place to be. You meet. Just a bunch of wonderful people. Uh, uh, it, it is such a positive environment that, again, you want to support it in whatever way one can support it. Yeah, we're all right. We are um, right out there. There's a whole lot of people that have joined us. They're all right. They are. See, <laughs> waving to us now. <laughs> the power of attraction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, we're getting um, close to wrapping up the interview. Um, Pat, Jen, any last thoughts? Oh, man, last thoughts. No, I'm going to have more before the last one. The elevator um, is coming down now. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, both of us, I think, are pretty much the same. We like to talk. We like to make people happy. We like to laugh. We like to make good sounds and so on. So this is an opportunity for us. And I, for myself, when I walked in, and it was so positive and so fun and so open and so honest that it'd be, you know, it's a draw. Okay, there's there's three pretty powerful things in my life right now. True Tales Radio is a big one, and storytelling and getting that community just, you know, giving and bringing that around. The Leftist Marching Band, another local community, love my band. And um, Contuti and Voices, those big communities. So this seacoast area for me is about access to some wonderful communities of people doing really interesting, artistic uh, creative and um, worthy things. Right. Human, human right. and worthy. It's communities of communicators. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we would like to thank. Uh, also, long story short, another community like ours. Yes. Thanks to those people too, because they have joined this community. 3S yes. Art Space, 319 yes, Bond yes, Street, yes. right here in Portsmouth. Yep. I can, you know, take a segue. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, we want to thank um, Pat and Jen for joining us this evening. Pat has to go out on stage to assume her MC role for the evening, and Jen will be joining the audience, all those good people, and spreading that infectious happiness. <laughs> Thanks to, to the two of you for coming this evening. Thank you for the opportunity. Righto.